Redemption is your opportunity to redefine your course direction in life and it allows you to forge a pathway of difference for others to be inspired by your commitment and investment in yourself for Travis Blackburn. From 12 to 18 years of age, he was addicted to hard drugs and suffered from severe anxiety and depression. The turning point in Blackburn's life happened when he left his fraternity house in order to get sober and change the course direction of his life. Only six months following leaving his fraternity house, Blackburn found success in entrepreneurship by starting his own copywriting business and turning to fitness in order to find his inner strength, lose weight, and turn over a new lease on life. His new fitness regimen has him waking up every morning at 3.30 to attack the day with energy, enthusiasm, and a, a new commitment to his mind, body, and spirit alike. He helps his clients from a fitness perspective eliminate their self-limiting excuses for progress and helps them to see that they have the power and fortitude to take control of their lives and determine how their life outcome is going to be viewed from a personal, professional, and psychological standpoint. But Blackburn says that there is an authenticity and a belief that making a self-investment in yourself is the key cornerstone to transforming both your body, your life, and state of mind. And Blackburn joined me this week to detail in greater substance just how he turned his own life around and how he's helping others do the same through fitness and business. This is a raw, authentic, and thought-provoking conversation that you will not want to miss. So without further delay, I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. a moment to welcome you to the program and I'm super excited to talk to you about, about your life and fitness, your your story of redemption and so much more my friend. Great to see you this morning and thank you so very much for being here. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely no. Travis, I wanted to start our conversation by asking you about how you think uh, the concept of opportunity and redemption are interconnected to your story, my friend, because I know you've had a, a very interesting uh, young life, uh, and I know that you believe in the power of second chances. So tell me about how you think opportunity and redemption are interconnected to your story. Yeah, I mean, well, I... From 12 years old up until 18, I'm still 18 now, but up until six months ago, I was very addicted to drugs and alcohol, and um, I just made the wrong decisions in my relationships with all of my choices, drug-related, and really with everything in life. And it came to the point where I had a pretty good relationship that I had going, just absolutely ruined, and um, it kind of just was like a deciding factor. It's like, okay, well, I mean... You know what rock bottom is like now. Right now you have the decision whether or not you want to change this. You know, you have the opportunity to drop the vices, to drop the fraternity that you're in, to drop all the drinking, to drop all the drugs. Are you going to take it? This is what the bottom feels like. Or do you want to go to the top? And um, I just kind of came to that realization. And from there, I made the decision to drop everything and only move forward. Yeah, absolutely. And Travis, tell me about perseverance and really uh, setting your goals high uh, and, and achieving those objectives. How do you think uh, you've been able to do that uh, on a broader scale, my friend, at such a young age? Uh, just because, I, I mean, I just went through so much pain. I mean, I literally just had so much pain from doing the drinking every single weekend, and not living up to my potential. I mean, waking up every single morning, hung over the next day, knowing that I was meant for more and not pursuing that was just eating my soul alive. So the, the pain really just drove me forward. Yeah, I, I'm wondering, uh, Travis, about your aha moments, sort of, sort of the turning point in your life, my friend. And what do you uh, find as sort of your defining moment of difference that really changed your life well i mean it was a combination of you know being waking up hungover every day going through just benders of cocaine like fucking nights of just straight just mountains of cocaine and like all of these things combined together and then finally leading up to the homecoming night of the oklahoma state football game against texas and then me having a falling out with someone that, um, you know, wasn't a girlfriend or anything, but it was still a pretty good relationship that I had. Once that fell through because of the drinking, I realized that, like, there's just no point in continuing it. There's, It's not serving me. It's not making me a better person. I don't feel good the next day from drinking. So, I mean, why continue to do it, you know? I never feel like a better person. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that that fitness, my friend, is uh, a big part of your life and sort of a uh, sort of the area of your life where you look for uh, your inner self, my friend. So tell me why uh, fitness is such a big part of your life as well. Well, it's just one of those positive habits that I was able to replace in place of the negative habits, because that's really the whole idea. You know, you, you want to take the negative vices that you have and replace them with positive habits. 
one of my negative vices before was just eating, um, drinking, doing the drugs. So I replaced that negative vice with a positive habit, like fitness, you know, having the right foods, going to the gym on a regular basis and making healthier decisions. And tell me about um, creating those good habits. What do you think is the roadmap to getting that done, my friend? Oh, it's simple. I mean, all you really need is a coach to really lay it out for you. I mean, personally, I'm a mindset training and nutrition coach. So I give all my clients the exact type of workout that you need, the exact types of food to eat, and then I, I'm here to answer questions for you along the way. So there's there's a blueprint and there's steps to follow for you to take to, to achieve it. Yeah, and interconnecting that to the concept of resilience and motivation, my friend, how do you think we can push ourselves to reach the highest level of our fullest potential, my friend? Just sit with the pain that you're feeling right now. I mean, if you're overweight, and you wake up every single day and you look at yourself in the mirror and you're not happy with the person that's staring back at you, feel that, like resonate with it. Like let it anger you, get pissed off about it because it's not fucking okay. You, It's not okay for you to be overweight and looking at yourself in the mirror and not liking your own body. I mean, it's you, it's your body. You should fall in love with it, you know? So sit with that pain, resonate with it, and then realize that there's someone out there who's able to teach you how to reverse it. Yeah, and I wanted to also talk to you, Travis, about the idea of personal accountability and really taking ownership ownership of your own future. How important uh, do you think that is? It's, it's very important, but it's also very difficult. You know, personal accountability isn't the easiest thing. And the thing about coaching is that you have someone to keep you accountable really for you. You know, I use my followers and my social media almost as a way to you know, let my followers hold me accountable. Every single morning I wake up at 3.30 a.m. and I do my morning post. After that, by 4.30, I'm in the gym and I do my gym post. And then I have my macro posts where I post all my meals. And it's like, in a way, my followers are keeping me accountable because I know that if I miss that, you know, they're going to take note of it and they're going to say, fuck, well, I mean, he's just, he's falling off now. Like, what happened to him? You know? So like, in a way, they keep me accountable. On the days where... I'm struggling with motivation. It's more of like a, I have to do this because, you know, there there's might be one person out there that I'm motivating to keep going. And if I miss this one post, he's going to fall off. You know, it's like a, if I slip, they fall type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Travis, how do you think discipline, discipline and creating the right mindset are sort of interwoven together? Because I think there's a fabric between the two. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Discipline is extremely important. I mean, you wouldn't be able to do it any of the fitness things or getting your body right or getting your mind right without it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Travis, tell me about uh, the emotional uh, journey of healing that you went through, my friend. I know you shared with me earlier about some of your earlier struggles, but tell me about sort of your emotional turning point in your life and how did it heal from it, my friend? Yeah, I mean, it just went from living in that fraternity house and like not living to my full potential. I mean, not making any money, like only eating the shitty foods that they had in the house. Just watching myself from like a zoomed out, like 360 perspective, just watching myself 
not live to who I was supposed to be would just literally like ate me alive. Like every single day I was unhappy. Like I just, I didn't want to continue with that life. And I didn't have the option to not continue because I mean, I couldn't move into the dorms. It was too late at that point in the school year. Like I was stuck there. So this was just really just eating me alive. And like, I just remember being unhappy every fucking day. And when I finally made the shift to actually implement training nutrition, I mean, I was still, I still had two months left in that frat house, but I still did it anyway. And I was still able to quit the drinking. Um, I was cooking like egg whites in my microwave in my small little room with my three roommates. I was cooking rice in the bathroom. I was washing my like little like pink plate that I had with paper towels and like water. I mean, I still made it work, even though like we weren't allowed to use the kitchen. I made it work with a mini fridge, a bathroom sink and um, a microwave. And I still got all my meals and I had canned chicken. And it's like this feeling of like just finally making that that shift from knowing that I wasn't living to my potential to finally taking the steps that it took to get to my potential like that, that shift really emotionally makes you feel just so much more connected to the universe. Like so much like purpose just flows into you and you're just ready to go. I mean, it's, it's such a, such a positive emotion that I felt. Yeah. And Travis, tell me the few minutes I've been speaking with you this morning, but, but I can see that you have a tremendous amount of, energy and enthusiasm for life and your professional journey. So tell me about why bringing the energy and enthusiasm is an, is an important part to what you do, buddy. Yeah, I mean, having the right energy is right. I mean, it's the right way to do it. You're not always going to, it's not always going to be there. Sometimes you kind of, you got to fake it till you make it. I mean, Almost every morning when I wake up at 3.30 a.m., I mean, no one wants to wake up at 3.30 a.m. It's it's not any fun at all. But, and even driving to the gym, I'm like, oh, fuck, again. You know, we got I got to hit legs today. Jesus. But by the time I get there and I get through, like, the first half hour, you know, once I start getting into that flow state, I'm like, okay, uh, this is actually pretty fun now. This is good. This, I'm, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I came. So in the very beginning, it kind of takes me just – lying to myself saying that it's going to get better and then eventually once that time does come it does get better so it's, it's all about your self-talk you know if you're saying that this set that you're hitting is so hard and then you just you're barely being able, being able to do it compared to where if you were to say something like oh this last rep is just gonna get me that much bigger let's fucking go i'm a savage you say shit like that and then all of a sudden your your self-talk changes you have this natural flow of energy coming in, and you're able to do a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. Travis, tell me about uh, giving your own competitive energy, because I think it's important, buddy. Before you answer that question, I'll, I'll give you a little more background about myself. So I was born with what's called uh, spastic quadruple cerebral palsy, Travis. It simply means that I don't have enough oxygen uh, in my life to walk normally. And I actually found that at nine years old, buddy, that I wouldn't be able to walk without assistance for the duration of my life. But, you know, one of the uh, sort of mottos that I live my life by is always active. And I challenged myself to create competitive energy and be at least 10 minutes active every day. So we talk from a 
physical and fitness perspective about uh, competitive energy. I'm wondering how you define that term as well. The competitive energy, I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's just it's you versus you. Like your mind is just going to you've got you got those two voices in your mind, like the one that's just trying to hold you back, keep you lazy, keep you at your old self. And then you got that other side of your mind that's just, you know, wanting to be that 10.0 self that wants that vision that's um, been gifted to you from above. So really, I mean, you've just got to be those those two voices in your own head are just constantly competing with each other. And you've got to side, side with the one that wants you to be your best self. Yeah, absolutely. Travis, if I gave you a million bucks to create a, a commercial to pitch uh, to your clients to stay motivated or to attract new clients, my friends, what are uh, your top three principles that anyone can follow to get uh, their physical health in order? Well, it's just if you wake up in the morning and you walk into that bathroom and you flip on that bathroom light, look at yourself in the mirror. If you're dissatisfied with that, know that it can change. You can love the person that you're looking at the and looking at in the fucking mirror. You can become that person that has a six pack. And the thing is, is that it's not even about the six pack. It's about instilling the habits that it takes to get to the six pack because those habits create the individual they create the mindset that you need to feel genuine gratitude for life because those habits that's what gives you the discipline you know when i tell you to follow a meal plan and you follow through with it when i tell you to do a training program and do these workouts and you follow through with it it gives you this discipline that you did not know existed in you before and that discipline is what instills the work because the work always is going to instill the worth yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Travis, uh, reading your story, uh, two words for me uh, came to mind. And those two words were perseverance, as we already talked about, and points, my friend. And those are two attributes of your story that I personally admire about you, my friend. So tell me about developing sort of a fearless tenacity and how it uh, guided you uh, uh, through... Uh, challenges in your life and how uh, that fearless tenacity uh, motivates you personally to uh, uh, capture the goals that you want to accomplish, my friend. You've just got to push through. I mean, it's really like, how bad do you want? Are you really okay with sitting there being fat? Like, really, genuinely. Like, you have one life and you're going to spend it not being the best version of yourself? I mean, shit's difficult. I get it. Shit is hard. There's days that it's even hard for me. But, I mean, you just have to push through. Just keep fucking going. Because, like I just said, the work instills the worth. You're never going to be truly happy by just sitting on your ass, watching the clock tick, watching the time pass by, and not living up to who you were supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Travis, one of the things that I tell people all the time about personal motivation is that we're all given a life compass, my friend, and we have to point it in the direction that we want it to go. Would you agree with that as well? Yeah, absolutely. We're all, we're all given certain circumstances. We're all thrown certain roadblocks, certain pains, and all of that's really meant to just build us into the individual that we wanted to be. If I didn't go down the whole path of doing the drugs and, you know, having all these relationship issues, then I would have never had the motivation or, um, purpose to want to flip my life around so 
anything that's really getting thrown your way, I mean, no matter how negative it might seem, it's happening for you. The universe isn't going to give you something that you can't handle. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. Uh, you know, I uh, firmly believe, my friend, that, that in life, that we all have what I call non-negotiables. And what I mean by that is non-negotiables that we're not willing to compromise on when it com comes to our personal pursuit of excellence. So when you think of your own life, my friend, I'm curious to ask you about what are your non-negotiables in life? What are you not willing to compromise on when it comes to your personal or physical happiness? Um, for sure, my wake-up time. I mean, I never negotiate my wake-up time. Since I've started coaching, I have not messed up on my wake-up time. There was one morning where my wake-up time, it used to be 4 a.m., and I fucked up, and I somehow slept until 4.30. So I took it down 30 minutes, and it's been 3.30 a.m. ever since, and that was almost two months ago. So... I don't negotiate my wake up time. I'm up at 3.30 a.m. every single day, seven days a week. That's never going to change. That is set in stone. It's just it's just how it is. And then also going to the gym right after, that's another non-negotiable. I'm in the gym by 4.30, exactly one hour later, every single time. I mean, seven days a week, I don't skip on it. Now, food, food is hard sometimes because, I mean, there's going to be days where you have birthday dinners and you have family reunions and shit like that. And you're not going to be able to stick to exactly what your meal is. And you got to go off a little bit. So, I mean, sometimes that's what happens, you know, but on a normal day, normal day, like today where I have nothing going on except just working on my business. Fuck. Yeah. I'm going to stick to my meals. There's no fucking way that I'm not, but it's th those three things. I mean, sticking to your meals pretty much at 99%. You know, my wake up time and then getting a lift in seven days a week. Those are the three things that I'll never miss. Yeah. And from a fitness perspective, I'm curious, uh, Travis, tell me what brings you the widest mile from a personal pr perspective when you accomplish something from a, a physical or fitness perspective? What brings me the what? What, what brings you the widest uh, smile? What makes you the happiest from a fitness perspective when you accomplish something it's just it's just the process the whole the whole routine i mean when i'm able to look back at my workout when i'm done and be like damn you know like just today i i had, I had my back fucking with me towards the end of it really badly i mean my back feels destroyed right now I, I probably have to get it checked out but i still push through and i still finish the workout afterwards and i'm like shit you know most people would have cracked at that you know they they wouldn't have followed through and they wouldn't have done it but you did it. Good shit. On a day where I'm feeling so hungry, I'm just starving myself. I mean, right now I'm only having 1,800 calories a day, training seven days a week and going heavy as fuck. When I have those days where I'm just starving, like just wanting to eat so bad, and I see everyone else going out to Whataburger, everyone else like going out and getting the fast food and having the instantly gratifying shit, and I'm the one, the only person that's fucking sitting there eating this chicken and rice that he made from the night before. Like, that gives me pride. I feel genuinely proud that I'm able to do all of this shit that no one else can. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, Travis, from a personal and professional standpoint, you know, I believe that motivation and taking action are really joined at the hip, my friend. So tell me about uh, take, uh, taking 
taking pride in your personal motivation because I believe that it's interconnected to action, isn't it? If you have a personal investment in yourself. Yeah, I mean, the fact that, I mean, like kind of a, like I just said, like, I just feel proud of my wake up time, like knowing that no one else can wake up at 3.30 a.m. except me is pretty fucking savage and I don't miss. And like, I've been doing it for a long time now. I think it's dopest. I mean, even when I would, um, I'm a university. So I actually, last weekend, I just decided that I was dropping out of college. So huge decision there. I'm moving to Miami, which is going to be fucking awesome. I cannot wait for it. But um, yeah, I, I was in my freshman year at uh, Oklahoma State. And every single morning I was still doing my, I think back then, second semester, I was still doing like a 4.30 a.m. wake up time, maybe four. So it, it was still four in the morning that I would be getting to the gym. But um, yeah, like when I would get into class, like by the time class had started around 8 a.m., that's when I had my first one, I would see kids with their hair like all like, you know, like uncombed, all like looking like shit. They're still in their like pajamas, you know, they have like their coffee. They're looking totally dead. You know, when I see that, I'm like, damn, like this person just got out of bed. But, you know, me, on the other hand, I woke up like five fucking hours ago, got a lift in, um, got all my meals in, uh, was able to work my business. I did all of this dope shit before, you know, they were even awake. So I feel a lot of pride in, in being able to do way more than everyone else. Yeah, absolutely, you know, I always tell uh, people, Travis, that the only level of personal expectations you have to meet are your own. Don't you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. I just, you, you gotta, you gotta do what you, what you can't, not what you can. Like, I actually just made a video about this today. I mean, the people who are in the gym lifting like the same amount of weight for the same amount of reps doing what they knowingly can, like before they start the lift, they're like, okay, well, I know I can do 10 reps of 50 pounds. Like, stop that. Like, you've never tried 55 pounds for 10 reps. You don't know if you can do that. Like, fucking go for that. Because the people that just continue to do the same fucking shit for so fucking long are going to stay stagnant. They're never going to see the results that they want to see. They're, they're on the graph, they're just going to be going like this. Maybe they're going to have like a little, uh, little up curve, but then they're just going to go back like this, and they're going to plateau. The motherfuckers who really try and put their ass on the fucking line every single day, like me, like I don't think I'm going to be able to get all this shit done in my business today. I've made my routine so stacked. I don't think it's possible. So when you have shit like that and you make these crazy expectations, you start going up on the graph way faster rather than just saying like, oh, well, I know I can get one video done today. I know I can do a few outreaches today. I'll just stick with what I can do. You know, you're going to progress way slower and you're just going to be stagnant. So do more. Do fucking more. Yeah. And to that point, my friend, how, how do you think we can, can achieve entrepreneurial success and really uh, push ourselves to the brink of our own, own perceived potential? Because I, I think sometimes we have to push has our limitations in order to grow. So how do you create entrepreneurial success from a sustainable standpoint? I'm fascinated to get your answer because I know that you've had some uh, uh, sustainable business success even uh, despite your young age, my friend. So tell me about 
creating sustainable business success as well. What is what is that you know the keys there? It just takes investing in yourself. I mean, I wasn't able to figure out copywriting until I paid for a program that taught me how to do it. So it's like people people are so skeptical to sign up for coaching programs and um, courses, like thinking that they're not going to get an, a return on their investment right away. Like, motherfucker, like, fine, don't do it. Like, just stay where you are. Stay broke. Stay fucking fat. Like, enjoy life. Like, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of fun. It's fucking stupid. Like, get around people who know what they're doing and have done what you're trying to do. Like, I got a copywriting course that has made me all this money because the person teaching the copywriting course was also a copywriter and made thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars doing it. So that's why I signed up with him. My coach for fitness, he was already someone who was ripped and he had the mindset and um, structure of his program that I needed. So I went with him. I didn't try to figure it out on my own because I didn't fucking know how. So not only are you getting the information from these people that have the answers to get to where you want to be, but they're also holding you accountable along the way. Yeah, there's a big difference between investing in yourself without investing in the process, isn't it? Yeah, you, you, I mean, you gotta you gotta invest in yourself and get around people who have done what you're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Travis, I'm gonna combine my last two questions, my friend. I've asked you a lot about fitness success today, but I'm also curious to ask you about. Uh, your non-negotiables when it comes to life success as well. And when you look at your life, my friend, how do you want your personal and professional legacy to be defined? I just want it to be defined as, I mean, just putting my ass in the line every fucking day. I mean, I just want to be known as a motherfucker who just did the most. Like, he just always fucking just gave it everything he had. And fuck, there's so many days where it's just, it's so goddamn hard, like so fucking tough. But I want to be known as a motherfucker, the youngest. I mean, I'm only 18 years old, like 18 years old. And I'm like already in this good of shape. I'm already making this much money from copywriting. And I already have this mindset and the balls to just make crazy ass fucking plays. Like motherfuckers, they don't make crazy enough plays. Like they just want to sit back and like take it, take the safe route and do what they're comfortable with. You know what? You, like a lot of people don't just pull the trigger and drop out of college. A lot of people don't just think that they're just going to move to Miami and, and crush it. And they're just, they don't take big chances like that. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm just trying to be the mother, like the one-stop shop for people who want to improve their lives significantly. If you're like who I was, you were fat. I, I was in that frat house literally only six months ago. Fat, broke, depressed. I had no meaning for myself in my life. I thought I was fucked. Every single day was a bad day. There was not a good day. There was no ups and downs. It was just downs. I thought my life was terrible. But I was able to flip all of that around once I had fixed my mind with fitness and nutrition. And then from there, I learned how to make money. And then the money just put in all the nice external things in my life. So I first got my internal mind right. And then I got my money right, which made my external things right. And I just want to teach other people how to do the same exact thing that I did because I went from feeling like a total shitbag to now feeling like a fucking god. And you guys can too. It just comes down to knowing the person that's done it and actually implementing the information that he's giving you.
So if you guys, anyone out there listening, wants to fucking just level up their life and feel better about themselves, you can DM me on Instagram at Travis with two S's Blackburn. Fabulous, my friend. Uh, you know, I, I was going to ask you what was the best way to uh, get in contact with you, but since you've already answered that question, my friend, I'll finish with this, my friend. I, I, I wonder what has you most excited to move to Miami because it's a culturally diverse uh, place, my friend. So what uh, motivated the move from Oklahoma to Miami and what has you most excited about it, my, my friend? Yeah, well, it's actually where I'm originally from. I moved from Miami when I was three. Um, it was it was really Pompano Beach. I, I am and I am moving to Pompano Beach. It's not directly Miami, but I I mean I just say Miami because that's what most people know it, what it is. A lot of people don't know Pompano, but it's right down the street. And um, yeah, that's where I was born. I moved when I was four years old from Florida to California, and we still actually own the same property that. I, li- I, li- I grew up in so um someone else is leasing it or living there right now i'm going to be taking their spot their lease just ended and it won't even be that expensive but i am going to be on my own now officially i'm still going to have to pay rent you know i'm still going to have to get all my own food i'm still going to have to like do the things of being an adult and relying on my own income which will be new you know i haven't done that before but um yeah i guess the fact that I'm already going to have a place set up. And then the fact that it's just fucking Florida. Like I was so tired of the cold down here. I mean, like Florida is just, I mean, so beautiful. It's the house is literally right across the street from the beach and it's a fresh new start. Well, it's all about taking care of your mental and emotional health too, isn't it? For sure. For sure. But a lot of people don't realize that, you know, in order to really get an elevated state of emotional and mental health, you have to, put aside those instantly gratifying desires, like being lazy, you know, you might think that the most beneficial thing for your emotional health would be to take days off and just sleep in and, you know, sit in the couch, watch some Netflix today, just because, you know, that's, that's your bitch voice telling you that that's not, that's not what's most beneficial to you emotionally and mentally. Sometimes you have to put that shit to the side and do what these high level individuals are telling you to do. Because when you listen to them, and implement the things that they're telling you to do, you'll find that even though it might not seem like it, it's really what pays off the most. Well, my friend, I always say that you get out of life, get out of life, what you put into it, and you're off to a running start, my friend. I want to thank you for uh, spending a few minutes with me and bringing your passion, energy, and enthusiasm for the world of fitness and everything in between, my friend, your work in the space, and Time on my behalf is most appreciated, my friend, and let, let's get to some uh, followers on Instagram as you continue to change the world, my friend. Thanks for hanging out with me this morning, and thanks for a few minutes. It's most appreciated. Thank you, dude. Appreciate it. You have a good rest of your day.